Welcome to Only Trying to Help, the podcast where we try to help you help other people. My name is Dr. Kate Watson, and I am sick. You may even hear it a little bit in my voice. And you know, in this world with a global pandemic, everyone is a little on edge about hearing some coughing and sneezing. So I didn't even dare invite Leslie to come into our little studio to record with me. Instead, I am happy that you are joining me today because I'm going to share with you an interview I did with my friend Meredith Force Cozzarelli. Meredith is a speech language pathologist and she is a holistic communication coach. Meredith was telling me about her company called Speak Your Truth, where she essentially helps people improve public speaking skills, um, even things like changing their accent with which they speak, voice coaching. I would say she helps people with how to use their voice to its full capacity, how to meet their goals. And... And honestly, it sounds to me like she helps people fulfill their identity with their own voice. She even helps people with their limiting beliefs about themselves as a speaker. It's fantastic stuff. And I'm going to put all of her great contact information on our website, www.onlytryingtohelp.com under bonus materials so you can reach out to her for all of her excellent wisdom. Anyway, she and I were speaking about some things she's learned about coping in difficult times. Um, And and in many ways, the the ways that she uses her own voice to kind of talk herself through these difficult times. And I felt like she had a lot to add to our conversation from last week about coping skills because Meredith has a really unique and, and rather interesting take on how to work through emotions. When we spoke, she mentioned that a few times. She said, work through it. So if you recall from last week, Leslie and I spoke about these categories of coping skills. And we said, you know, some coping skills just help you survive. Some kind of distract you. Some are preventative. And some coping skills are really helpful tools for processing difficult stuff. And I think Meredith had a lot to say about that kind of coping skill, not the distraction kind, not the survival kind. She's really interested in that processing kind. That's where she was talking about working through it. And I loved our conversation because she she took some time to really frame it as a matter of control. And I was fascinated. So I'm hoping you'll take a listen to some of our conversation now. Um, three years ago, my life significantly changed on a dime. Mm. And one of the, I think one of the biggest things for me was it really forced me to truly take a look at how I take care of myself Mm -hmm. and how I identify myself in the rest of the world. 
And when I started to move through that experience three years ago, when this, I was in a place where I could take care of myself, but it was also such a shocking experience that it forced me to take the next step in the self-care, in the personal growth, and really dig really, really deep. You took it seriously. I did, because I thought to myself, I have an opportunity. I can either live in the pain and the suffering Mm -hmm. and be miserable, and I can become depressed. I can become a terrible mother. I can become a terrible colleague and friend and daughter. and, And feel miserable myself, or I can actually move through this and so I truly just started to identify a lot about what I want in my life and who I want to be and how I want to show up for me because it doesn't really matter how I show up for other people it's about how I show up for myself because ultimately that version of the best version of me will show up in the world around me and the people who are supposed to be in that world are going to be there as long as I take care of myself. You know, you're touching on something that I've been thinking a lot about, which is Mm -hmm. like, okay, so the, (laughs) the inner control freak in me is, is dangerous. (laughs) Oh God. And, and the, the control freak in me, Meredith always wants to, you know, like get other people to do things or get them to help me or get them to help themselves or you know like I I, I always want to set up plans for people to better themselves or whatever the case may be and you're really speaking to what I deep down know (laughs) but sometimes forget (laughs) which is you can really only manage and control yourself Um, and it sounds like it was really important for you to either learn that or relearn that or whatever it was for you that you're showing up for you and it's not a matter of what you need from others you know you can't control them right you know that's that's totally true and you know I remember one of the questions you had asked me was about being a helper and I am a major helper and like you said like a major control freak and so also becoming a mom allows you to really just let go and be like, okay, I cannot control this child because (laughs) they need to, they need to experience the world on their own. They need to make their own mistakes. And there are definitely times as a mom that I try really hard to tell my daughter what to do. (laughs) Um, The energy and the feelings that I had at that time are very similar to what we're experiencing now through this pandemic. And a lot of times I want to control, I want to know what's next, I want to know what's going to happen, and that's how I was then, but the thing that I always, that I've been working on a lot more is coming back to, okay, what is happening right here in this moment, and what can I learn from it? I heard this on the news, what does that mean for me, and how can I respond to it versus react to it? Or this person told me I needed to do A, B, and C in order to go back to work. That stresses me out, but what is it going to do for me? I think that applying those two rules of looking at it as a learning experience, but then also asking all the questions has helped me move through that, but then multiple experiences in my life. Sure. I would say when I come up against any kind of challenge, whether it be work-related, personal-related, I just keep applying that, and it seems to really shift Mm. my entire perspective. And 
no matter what happens, I take it as an opportunity to just rise up and learn because that's what life is. It's a massive learning experience. Yeah, or it should be. <laughs> right, well, that's true. Exactly, should yeah. be. <laughs> um, and, I mean, when you say you go through life now applying this, I'm trying to think about, you know, what could we say this is? It sounds to me, and, and I might be way off, it sounds to me like you're talking about uh, finding what you can control. Is that what you're saying? Yes, absolutely. And, you know, it's that plus then those those two key thing, those two key ideas of this is teaching me something and what can I, you know, and then yeah. asking a lot of questions about what am I learning from it. Um, but yes, definitely. I mean, that's everything in our world right now. We yeah. cannot control anything except ourselves and that desire. I mean, we see it everywhere on the news. We see it on social media. Everybody's trying to control everybody else. You can't, you just can't can't convince anyone of anything right you can only control you so when you have that experience where all of a sudden the world changes and shuts down like you can only control your response and your reaction to it and I think that that is one thing that I have to remind myself on a daily basis you have the opportunity to either act like a child or act like an adult and say I'm feeling this way I'm acknowledging it. I'm honoring it. I am not going to put that out there mm. because it's not going to, and I don't, and I get to choose whether I'm living in it or not. Right. And that is, that's everyone's choice. And again, it's the reaction, it's the response, but it's, you can control that. You can control whether you're going to, you know, say something negative to someone or you're going to eat something that doesn't feel good for you just because you're feeling emotional. Like there's so many different things. Yeah, it's, um, uh, you can't see me. I'm smiling over here because, you know, I, um, I, you know, we're, we're going to this season on the podcast, talk a lot about coping skills. And I just figured between, between a pandemic and an election, you know, the listeners could probably benefit from some information about that. And, and it seems to me yeah. you're talking about how to cope and some of the things that you have found are this mm -hmm. method of asking yourself, what am I learning from this and what can I control? And, you know, right. I, part of the reason I'm smiling is because <laughs> we've been taught that, like, wanting control is such a bad quality in us. I can remember, right. I can remember years ago, I went to see a therapist and we were just, like, chit-chatting back and forth and she just very casually said, well, you know, Kate, for a control freak like you, blah, 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 blah. And like, I didn't even hear what she said next because oh. all I heard was my therapist call me a control freak. <laughs> <laughs> and and it, the rest of it was like, blah, 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 blah. Because right. all I wanted to do was be like, what did you just call me? <laughs> oh my god! And and I was so insulted. But then you know, after a few minutes, I was like, "Well, yeah." <laughs> well, she's right. right. I mean, she couldn't be more right about that. But you know, I wasn't. She could have done it a little differently, but yeah, I wasn't ready to hear it. She just threw that out there, like as if we were both on the same page about it. And for me, it was this big, like record stop moment of what What are you saying about me? And right. turns out, yeah, I am totally a control freak. So 
there's a there's a way of letting that rule your life and as you're saying meredith there's a way of using that as 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 a coping tool saying okay but what i need to look for here is what can i control and just focus on that right yeah i think that's that's exactly it i don't think there's anything wrong with wanting some kind of control but there's that false idea that you can control the world around you. Mm. And that is what causes us more pain, more anxiety, more depression is when we think we can control the world around us as a person who enjoys control. When you can surrender to the fact that the world is going to continue to turn, people are going to continue to be the way that they're going to continue to be. Those weather is going to be the way it's going to be. And you just, take that opportunity to check in with yourself and control yourself. And I'm not saying control where you're just ignoring how you're feeling and you're just like, all right, well, I'm going to, I'm going to do this and this and this and this and this. It's more about the control the the acknowledgement and the recognition of what you're feeling and allowing yourself to actually feel like that's part to me of self-control of, yeah. of controlling your own experiences, allowing yourself and surrendering into what is Mm. for you even if it is a negative feeling because the only way to move through it and to actually gain the control of your responses and your reactions is to be very aware of what's happening in your body and so I think that the big the big key there is that knowing that the world is going to continue to turn knowing that you're going to continue to feel things but you can control what how you respond to all that stuff yeah, but you just you just don't want to allow you just don't want to push things away. You still want to know, like you still want to experience them. You want to live so, authentically. Yeah. Yes, a hundred percent. Yeah, you know, and that's where the control comes in to me. You know, I'm I'm thinking about just yesterday. I was taking a walk, and I was. I, there's there was someone in my life I was mad at. It happens, mm. right? So oh, I'm, yeah, of course. <laughs> I'm I'm walking around mad, and in my head, almost trying to like talk myself out of it. Like like you have to see the good in this person. You have to right. you have to think positively. You have to give this person a chance. You ha- you know, and I mm-hmm. felt after so much time, I was like, I'm just fighting with myself right now, mm-hmm. and I thought, nope. I just need to be mad. <laughs> yep, exactly. I just need it's to like, be mad. No, you don't have to do that. To yeah. That and you know, you don't have to retrain your mind to look at them in a positive way. Be freaking mad if you want to be mad. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. And we, again, there's that idea that, like, but I'm still going to feel the things I need to feel. Yeah, I wasn't done yet. And, you know, what, right. I, what I did was, and, you know, I, I, I often talk about just, like, you know, okay, a lot of therapists say feel your feelings. I like to say finish your feelings. Like if you're just oh, I love that. if you're not done being sad, then keep being sad until you're done. <laughs> and yesterday I, I was trying so hard to be positive and then I thought I think I'm just not finished with mad yet. And what I did was I put a little reminder in my phone for like three hours later 
which was like a, another try at being positive, right? And okay. I was I was like, maybe in three hours, I'll be ready to be positive. So I plugged in uh-huh. the little reminder. Three hours later, it popped up. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm totally in that place now, right? Like, awesome. I'm totally in that place now. I can see the good in this person. And I'm in a much better place to, like, have some compassion for this person. But when I was trying to earlier, it was like, I'm just not done with Matt yet. <laughs> no, I really, I actually totally appreciate that. Because the thing is, I feel like it allows you then to still move through the other parts of your life. Like, yes, okay, it's almost like a compartmentalization. I, maybe I'm going off and it's and I'm not identifying it correctly and you can correct me if I'm wrong. But no, that's my thing. Feel, that's, that's my thing. Okay. So I feel like it allows you to compartmentalize. So like, okay, that experience is not going to impact the rest of my experience. So I'm mad about A, so I'm going to allow myself to be mad about that and then put my timer on, but I can still go and have a conversation with another friend and not allow that to impact me because I'm trying to ignore it. I know that I'm mad. I'm acknowledging yeah. it and it'll move through when it has to, but I can still have other interactions or I can still oh, yeah. do my job. I feel that's, I actually love that technique. I'm going to have to try that. <laughs> Well, I'm I'm reacting because I feel like you just added to it, which is, you know, just because I've decided to let myself be mad doesn't mean I can't also go to a meeting and have a conference call and check my mail. And, you know, I I can do those things all at the same time. What, I, what I've stopped doing is fighting myself to be positive. You know, I, I, I can I can go through my day a little pissed off about some stuff and still function. It's fine. Right. Um, and, and what I don't want to do is wallow in it and forget to go back to try again at being positive. And if the alarm goes off in three hours and I'm still not done being mad, reset the alarm for another three hours and say, okay, yeah. I'm still not done. I'm still not there. Let me try again in a few hours and see where that goes. Right. Right, and I think, I mean, isn't that, but that's so interesting that you say that, is like we try to force the positive so often and that we ignore the real feelings, and then when we ignore the real feelings, it just makes it worse later on. Yeah, and we may forget you know? to give another attempt at the positive. You know, there's, right, there's, right. No, there's no need to force it, but I don't mm-hmm. want to forget the attempt. You know, attempting right. it is probably a worthy pursuit. So that's why I say, yeah. let me try again later at being positive, yeah. but I'm not there right now. Right. Oh, my gosh. I love that. I'm going to definitely try that technique because I think it just gives you it gives you that space to really and then going back to that same word of authentic, but it allows you that space to truly be authentic to yourself and be tr- like honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm trying really to do is really check myself whenever I present myself with like a false dichotomy, right? Like, mm. and I, I think I almost made that mistake yesterday when, when it was okay. like, be mad or be positive, choose. Mm. And that's a false dichotomy. I can be mad now and be positive later. Yeah. Uh, and so whenever I give myself a choice of yes, no, up, down, left, right, I'm trying more and more to just like pump the brakes and say there's probably more than two options here. <laughs> uh, and and why am I making myself choose between one or the other? Probably, you know, there's some middle ground or a way to do both. Uh, but I think we 
you know, I'll speak for myself. I sometimes set myself up with like, am I happy about this or am I sad about this? It's like, listen, life doesn't work that way. (laughs) All right, folks. Well, I really want to thank Meredith for sharing that with us. I feel like by hearing her story, I learned so much and I'm thinking about things in a different way when it comes to the control we have in our lives. Um, Can I control my feelings right now or do I need to just feel them? What kind of decisions are before me and are there potentially more options than the ones that I'm looking at? So thanks to Meredith for sharing her experience. If you think about it, Meredith told us that the rug was like pulled out from under her a few years ago and she had to figure out what to do with that. And it almost doesn't matter what happened. Those details are hers, regardless of what it was. Meredith was telling us that she had some kind of really big wake-up call. And I guess I just feel like so many of us can relate to that right now. So many of us are living in a world where we don't really know what's next. And tomorrow might bring just a brand new kind of shitstorm for us. And I don't know. I thought it was helpful that she described to us that in her wake-up call, she realized that she both needed and wanted a better way to take care of herself. And that's kind of what we've been talking about as season four has kicked off. Uh, Meredith said, you know, with the help from some coaches and some deep personal work, she's discovered a method, which I find sort of beautiful in its simplicity, She said, you got to ask yourself in those moments when the rug's pulled out from under you, what can I learn from this? What can I take away? Or as I put it, you know, maybe another question in there is something about control. Like what, what can I control when it feels like there's so little that is within my control? What can I do when it feels like there's so much that I can't do? I guess I feel like we can take that kind of two-step question method and apply it in so many areas of our lives. And and unfortunately, folks, I wish I had better news for you, but unfortunately, this method that Meredith is talking about, where we stop in a moment and we pause and we do this kind of check-in with ourselves and ask ourselves some questions, unfortunately, this method relies on our ability to just be a little uncomfortable. And uh, I'm realizing more and more as I get older and I meet more people, just how difficult that is for some folks. And for that reason, I'm really glad I added the piece about that day that I was mad and, and I just let myself be mad because the reality is I don't have that much control over how I feel. I have control over how I react and how I behave, but if I'm mad, I'm mad. And coping isn't about denying yourself those emotions. Coping is about living your life while you have difficult feelings. And I'm bringing that up now because as we talk about facing those tough times in life, when the rug has been pulled out from under you, when you feel like there's so little you can control. And yes, Meredith is suggesting we do this check-in, but it, it will require you to be able to handle those feelings that you can't just make go away. In that story that I shared, I had to stop fighting that feeling mad. I, I, I had to realize I can't really make this go away. 
I had to accept that I was just going to be mad for a little while. And then I had to figure out what I was going to do next. And I can be mad and go grocery shopping. I can be mad and meet my deadlines. I can be mad until I'm done being mad. And then I can be positive later. And I can do those things because I know how to cope. So when you're trying to help a friend through a tough time, that friend is going to need more from you than just saying, oh, well, you know, don't feel that way. Don't worry about it. Don't get upset. Don't stress. Don't be embarrassed. These are well-meaning things that we say to people who we care about. But think about what you're really asking them to do. I mean, if you really listen to yourself, you're probably going to say, oh, man, that was really ridiculous, wasn't it? You're asking people you love and care about to turn off their feelings when you say, don't worry, don't get upset, don't stress, don't be embarrassed. It, it's a ridiculous request. They can't do that. What that person really needs is a way to cope with the feeling. Meredith described her way. I shared mine. What's yours? You're always welcome to share your thoughts with me by emailing kate at onlytryingtohelp.com. Again, the email address is kate at onlytryingtohelp.com. Kate is spelled with a K. You can also find Leslie and I on Instagram and Twitter using our handle, which is at I was O-T-T-H, at I was O-T-T-H. O-T-T-H stands for Only Trying to Help. I do hope to be well for the future episodes that are coming in season four. Um, and, and part of that is because I'm really excited to tell you I'll be sharing more interviews that I've completed with friends and colleagues of mine. I'm recording those now, and it's been great fun to hear from some new and interesting voices. Um, so I need to get well so that I can do that. I wish you health and wellness, and uh, you may have to stay far away from me to, to save yourselves.